0: Chris Hipkins is at field day still holding out hope that he can convince the farmers to agree to a climate taxis with us now. Hey Chris. G'day. Listen, you would have heard that. You okay with the police policing ordinary citizens, forcing them onto the side of the road and then waving the gang through like the VIPs?
1: Well, I think I mean ultimately operational decisions that the police take on that are once for them to explain. Obviously I wasn't on the scene and um you know, I don't make those decisions. Do you like the police the sound make of that, those though? decisions. Well, we have changed the law recently to give police more powers around gang gang convoys um, because we have been concerned about gang convoys and the intimidating nature of them. So we've changed the law. The police have got more powers in that space. Uh, Those law changes have only recently come into effect. How they are used, those are decisions for the police operationally, and they do those independently of politicians. And I I can't really comment on that because it wouldn't be appropriate for me to do that.
0: You don't want to just take the opportunity to say that really sucks for the people of the Bay of Plenty and maybe we need to rethink that?
1: Oh, I think gang convoys suck for anybody uh, who's, who's disrupted by them. Um, I think gangs, you know, frankly, I don't think they contribute anything positive to our society. One of the reasons that we've changed the law to give police more powers to crack down on gangs is because I don't have any time for that kind of behaviour.
0: Chris, do you still reckon farmers are going to agree to your climate tax? Sorry, what was the question, do you, do you still believe that farmers are going to agree to your climate tax?
1: I wouldn't describe it as a climate tax... Um, What we've said is that we're going to price agricultural uh, emissions. Everyone else is paying a price on their their emissions at the moment. Every time you fill up the car, you're paying a price. No other farmers
0: in the world are paying a climate tax. At
1: at the moment, our farmers are are exempt. Um, Increasingly, we're seeing, you know, this is is not just an imperative being driven by New Zealand. Increasingly, we're seeing the people who are buying our exports wanting to know that we are doing the now I understand
0: the logic from your point of view, but do you still believe that they're going to agree to this?
1: In terms of Hiwaka Ekenoa, I believe that we can get an agreement, yes. By when? Um, we're, I'm meeting with the sector leaders again tomorrow to, to talk about it. I'm optimistic that we'll be able to get an agreement. I'm not going to put a particular date on it. Um, but, you know, clearly we want to have something in place in okay, 2025. Before, still the, the, before the election? Well, as i said, the, the game that we've got to work towards is having something in place in time for 2025, and uh, I'm confident we'll be able to do that.
0: Will you, Chris, come on. You, you know, there's a very good chance you're going to lose the election. That is your deadline. Are you going to get anything agreed to before the election?
1: Well, thankfully, Heather, you don't get to determine the outcome of the election result. The voters get to determine that. So um, I think we'll leave it to the voters to decide, but I'm confident... Um, that we'll, you know, the, the the approach that we're taking through Hiwaka Ekenoa is the right approach, it's working with the But if the you want a legacy, community. you're
0: going to have to do it before the election, aren't you? Because you can't take the chance that you do lose.
1: Well, emissions pricing for agriculture um, is, is not due to come in until 2025. Um, and I'm not proposing to bring that forward and, and do that earlier. So we, we'll continue to work with the sector to achieve that goal.
0: Did you see what the IMF said today, that you guys need to rein in the spending as a government?
1: And uh, no, I haven't seen the IMF. I've been at field days all day today, so I haven't seen what the IMF have said. If, but the I IMF says,
0: if the IMF says that the government needs to rein in the spending because we're in trouble, we're living beyond our means, would you do that?
1: Well, I don't agree with that assessment. Um, our, our books are returning back into surplus. If you look at what the Reserve Bank has uh, which is, who are the people who have the most impact on Kiwi's lives on a day-to-day basis because they determine interest rates the Reserve Bank have said that actually the government's budget is more friend than foe when it comes to reducing inflation We're clearly and, living uh,
0: beyond I, our I think, means though if you just look at the current account deficit today
1: Well the current account deficit isn't necessarily reflective of government spending it's reflective of our spending as a whole No, yeah, I country. take
0: that, yeah but they we are living beyond our means as a country
1: There's there's, there's nothing particularly new about that. We've had a current account deficit for uh, for, for a very long time. Um, And yes, the work that we're doing as a government is designed to try and remedy that. We've got to increase our exports, for example, and increase the value of our exports. The work that we've done as a government around free trade agreements, particularly with the UK, the European Union, China... Um, the, the uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership, those things all potentially increase the value of our exports, which helps to remedy that current account deficit. But I'm not going to say to New Zealanders that they can't import stuff um, or that they should pay more for their imports, which, mm. of course, is one of the ways that we could de- decrease the current account deficit. I'm not going to do it.
0: Chris, who in the, Na- the Labour Party narked on groundswell for the golf balls at field days?
1: I've just had that reported to me, and I don't know anything about it. So uh, certainly wasn't me. Did you see the golf balls? Oh, no, I didn't, no, I didn't see any Groundswell people either.
0: Oh, well, I think you need to ask around because somebody knocked. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Chris Hipkins, Prime Minister. I'll get you... So this is what's happened. Okay? So Groundswell, have sent out an email today, which is being shared widely. We are down at field days and the Labour Party has complained to the organisers about our golf balls. We were visited by the bosses and they informed us that they were offensive, these are the balls, and must be removed immediately. They were selling well as well. Now what the golf balls are, they've got four golf balls and each of them has a minister's face on them. There's one with Damien's face, Damien O'Connor, one with James Shaw's face, one with Chippy's face and one with David Parker's face and the balls, that little sign says, drive Labour out golf balls. The golf balls you won't mind putting in the bunker, available only at field days. Anyway, groundswell's not to be put on. Off, they have decided that they've put them, they've stashed the golf balls under the table, and they would really rather not have to cart them all the way back down south. So, if you are you are at field days, or you know someone is who is, send them to Groundswell, buy some balls, and have a great time at the golf course. Quarter past.
1: For more from Heather Duplessy Allen, drive listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. Radio.